call Denzel? I said, wait, what? He's like, did you call Denzel? Ask him to be your mentor? And I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure Denzel's busy with other things. <laughs> Welcome and thank you for listening to Almost Almost Famous, the podcast where actors, writers, comedians talk about the ups and downs, ebbs and flows of working towards making in this crazy biz and how they're almost, almost famous. I'm your host, Daniel Acker. Today's guest has starred in the movie Happiest Season and the Emmy award-winning show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and nearly a hundred other television appearances. Not only a talented actor, he's also a gamer and martial artist. It is the one and only Burl Mosley. Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for the lovely intro. Were you someone who was like at a young age kind of acting and doing that sort of thing? Or was this a later in life development? Bruh, um, I'm gonna tell you a story real quick about a young kid that had way too much energy. And um, that was me. Okay. And <laughs> and my parents, like, they, I, I just don't think they really knew what to do with me, you know? Mm. So we had like um, these, like, uh, when I was a real young kid, about like three years old, they had these like church poems and church plays, you know? And so if you were a young kid, you could do like, you know, a poem. And so they get a bunch of kids together, you know, for Easter and you do like a little Easter poem, right? Mm -hmm. And so for this one in particular, they had like each kid would hold up a letter for the word Easter. So E-A-S-T-E-R, right? Correct. I'm the first E. And so I remember I stand up and I'm like, you know, on the stage or whatever in front of the whole like congregation. I'm like, E is for his everlasting love. And everyone's like, oh, you know, and they love it. They applaud. They keep going down, you know, A-S-T. It gets to the kid with the other E and he freezes, man. Mm. Like stage fright. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, we've got a show to put on, right? And so I noticed that he was holding E and I'm like, oh, I'm also holding E. And so I stand back up and I'm like, E is for his everlasting love. And everybody broke out laughing and I was hooked. I was hooked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because East isn't anything. You had to finish the That's right. The East word. is nothing. <laughs> East would have been like, okay. It's nothing but a direction. Yeah. And that kid was lost. Church folks uh, don't want that. No. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, you were, you were kind of hooked pretty early. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I did like, you know, school plays from then on and then, you know, went to went to college for it and then was doing uh, stuff out in New York before I moved to L.A. And and yeah, man, I caught that bug real early. I and love where, it. And where'd you grow up? Uh, Virginia. OK. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Well, that's awesome that you had, I guess, like, you know, parents with kids with a lot of energy can go a lot of different ways. And they're just mm -hmm. like, this kid needs to be in front of people yeah i'm glad that they channeled it instead of trying to like you know tamp it down reel it in or like you know put me on some medication or something you know and be like you know get so, in line you know the, were you the nail that stands any... out gets hammered down you know what i mean so, yeah exactly were you playing sports and stuff or was yeah it much? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah yeah i also did um my big sports um uh, i did soccer basketball taekwondo and volleyball um in high school Okay. Uh, each each one a different year, you know, not gotcha. all at the same time. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like that's you're you're one of those performers. I've I've seen you in in shows and movies and on stage where you go, you have a very good grasp of your of your body of the oh, physical thanks. movement and the thanks, performance. Man. And you know, sometimes I feel like there's people who I feel can tap into different skill sets, and you're someone where I feel like okay, you can give this person physical direction. 
mm-hmm. and they can they can implement it do you feel again also was that something like as a kid you you excelled at you felt the very natural yeah it was i mean look man like i'm i'm as much like a geek as i am an athlete you know so <laughs> me and my friends we were big into like the ninja turtles and so mm-hmm. we all like chose a different turtle to emulate you know i chose leonardo and so we would have like ninja practice (laughs) (laughs) and we would like practice like jumping out of trees and landing like 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 a quiet little mouse you know what i mean and and it was it was really wonderful we go on raids in the forest and attack like you know these big bales of leaves that had just piled up you know Uh, did you ever eat pizza in the sewer just <laughs> you know we, we had a sewer um that we often went down into but just to like you know retrieve like tennis balls and softballs and stuff like that anything that went down the, the storm drain uh never ate pizza in the sewer though mm, that's, uh, the, it's a missed opportunity i don't know that why that didn't cross my mind i don't know why it didn't cross my mind i find it fascinating that you went with leonardo i don't know too many kids that emulate leonardo what was it was it specifically the color blue the weapon being the leader both. Yeah, it was blue. I I love blue. And it was the dual katanas, man. The dual katanas. I was like, come on. Yeah, that's the that's the stuff. So you went to acting school out in in New York, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. over at NYU. Yeah. Uh, How long were you in New York? And what brought you eventually out to LA? Uh, I was out there for a few years. And, um, you know, I was doing theater out there. And uh, I had a moment where I, I realized and I thought back to myself and I was like, I love the training in New York. I think it's excellent. But my particular dream had never been like Broadway. You know, I had always wanted to do um, film and television. That's what fascinated me uh, the most growing up. You know, these worlds that, you know, you could just transport you to another place and you get so absorbed by them. And so I was like, all right, well, uh, go West, young man. And, uh, and, you know, it's, it's in a way it's like starting over. And I think, I think that can be scary. Um, and I know a lot of people that, you know, didn't do it because it was scary, but I also know a lot of people that did, you know, that took that risk. I'm glad I did, man. The first couple years were pretty rocky, man. It's like, it's like starting over in a whole new industry, you know? Yeah. Cause in, in LA, like you could mention whatever, like, play won the Tony last year and majority of the casting directors don't know it you know what I mean and you're like oh, oh. and then you like mention some classic play and they've never read it you know and you're like okay this is a completely different industry what what I what I realized over time was that in the city of New York theater is king right because I mean it, it's part of the economy there it's you know it, it's what it's what they do but everywhere else, theater can be, in LA especially, I feel like it's akin to opera, you know? Mm-hmm. People are familiar with it, but not quite, but the people that really love it, really love it, you know? But um, I wouldn't say it's as, as mainstream as film and television, which is obviously what they do out here, you know? Right, I mean, but good on you for realizing like what your objective or what your goals were. Yeah. And through all your acting and all your performances, do you feel like you gravitate more towards drama or comedy or have a preference? I do both. And it's really funny because 
it, it seems that I do like one first stretch and then switch to the other and then switch back and then switch to the other again because uh, I can't remember what it was. I was in something and a friend of mine came up to me and they were like, oh my, like a, a person that I knew like primarily through dramas and they were like, Burl, I had no idea you were funny. You're hilarious, right? And then I had another friend at, at another point who I primarily did comedies with, you know, and I did this drama and they're like, oh my God, Burl, I had no idea you did dramas. And oh, what the hell, you know? And I was like, <laughs> it's just really funny um, because, you know, to me, I'm just, just acting I'm just performing a script I'm just trying to you know get into that genre and make it fly and make it soar and make it sing but it's all it's 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 funny because I feel like comedy people can more easily cross over to drama but sometimes drama it's not as easy crossing over into comedy mm -hmm. but um yeah I love both man I love both it's 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 all art to me you know when it's done well mm -hmm. it's all art and um I just, I just love attacking them both. Well, I think if those are kind of high compliments for people to not be aware that you can do the other. Well, that's really sweet. I, just, never even, I didn't even think about it. They want to be like, oh, he's just that type of actor. He does that very well. Right. But then to realize right. you're, you know, I, I, what's funny is like, okay, you can do comedy, you can do drama. I, while you were saying that, I looked at like, well, you're an actor mm -hmm. through and through. Like, this is, you know, what your pedigree is in, what you studied, what you worked on. So yeah. Yeah, I can see more comedic actors pulling off drama mm -hmm. and dramatic actors pulling off comedy. And what I've come to realize is it's comedy is about timing mm -hmm. and drama is just about giving a couple extra seconds. Yeah, there's a there's a music to it. There's a music yes. to it. And speaking of music, you're also very musically gifted. Um, oh, was thanks, that man. part of also growing up? You did a lot of musicals and I, um, you know, uh, sang in the choir as a little kid. Um, my parents forced me to play piano for a time <laughs> uh, you know but looking back on it it was really great because it introduced me to you know the musical scale and understanding how notes work and understanding how music works and then um, my older brother uh, oldest brother who was like real into performance and and such brought home like you know some musical uh cds and i was like listening to them and i was like oh this is fantastic and then they're so long that i kind of just like memorized the whole i would memorize every one and then i could always sing to myself if i got bored i could always just like sing those songs and like hours of time would pass by and so i was like okay well great let's let's go from there and then yeah like you know um in high school and such, you know, school, school plays, school musicals. Yeah. Do you have moments in your life where you feel you've quote unquote made it? Or you have little, oh. little, little moments? I, little I have, pictures. I have moments where I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's so funny. Like, uh, it's very uh, difficult to sort of state step back from yourself and look at yourself objectively sometimes I feel um I I have this problem with uh some of my friends as well that I've known for like years and years and you know and they've accumulated you know some amount of fame and you know and we'll be out and people be like oh hi can I you know blah 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 and and I'm just like oh right they do things and the same thing happened to me like um crazy ex-girlfriend uh, we did a show at Radio City Music Hall and 
it's one of those things where you do a show in a bubble for so long, basically, like, you know, you're on set, you're, you're shooting it and, and then it airs on TV and you're like, okay. And then you keep doing it for years and years that you never sort of have a chance to step away from it and view it from the outside. But I had people like shouting my name in the street, people like walking up to me. And I was like, oh, this is very bizarre and strange that you would recognize me from 50 yards away. I, I don't understand this. Um, I, I don't think that I've made it by any means. Um, I, I, I guess it depends on what your definition of made it is. But I will tell you early in my career, the time when I thought I was like, I made it. Like it's gonna take off from here. Early in my career, I did um, an episode, a couple episodes of the television show 24. It was like this Kiefer Sutherland show, um, you know, high drama, high stakes, high action, you know. And I got cast in it and I was like, it was my favorite show at the time. And I was like, yes. Like here I am, this young guy, I get cast on this show and like, here we go. This will catapult me into the future of my work career, like, let's go. I did that and I think I, I didn't book anything for like a year after that or like a year and a half or something like that. And, and, and nothing really changed, <laughs> nothing yeah. changed at all. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a bizarre business where you can not only book something you want to book, but book something that's a known thing. Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you could go around and tell people like, oh, can you watch 24? I'm in a few episodes. It's not like you're like, what's 24? What's that? It was a huge right. show. Right. And it is amazing how the highs and lows are are have are very high and very low because yeah you'd be like okay great i booked that which means the next yeah. thing is gonna be in like a couple minutes now like they're just they're aware that they have burl on the line and they're gonna hire him and then you're oh, like that's sweet. and then you're just like oh it's been a year i think <laughs> i think with that like i guess on that topic well how do they handle the highs and the lows because that's just what this is it's it's about riding the wave mm -hmm. like what do you do when there are those low moments well you know it's funny you should ask that daniel because i have sort of like a, a philosophy on this that i'm always talking to my friends about and i think it applies um not only to acting but to a lot of uh work and, and maybe even life in general it's like i look at it as a circle Right. So you, let's say you have a circle. Um, there are the highs at the top. There are the lows at the bottom. But most of the time is spent on the sides, you know, in the middle. And that's a good place to be. That's a fine place to be. That's that's the place that sparks creativity. That's the place where, you know, you get to reconnect with your family and friends. You know what I mean? Because you have that time to do that. And so, yeah, I, I think I sort of focus on the middle and just and just know that the highs don't last forever and the lows don't last forever. You know, you, you live your life in the, the middle of the circle, the sides of the circle. I like that. I like the sides of the circle. Burl had an extremely fun, fun role in part on the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I feel like that show was, you know, from someone just watching it and knowing a few people in it, it just seemed like a very joyous cast and crew it seemed like a very very fun show what was that whole process like you know what daniel i'm gonna be honest with you please those people are wonderful okay. i love each and every <laughs> single one of them they are great <laughs> we had the best time I bet. 
I'll edit it so it just comes out as like monsters, terrible. <laughs> it was a great time. I mean, the show went off three years ago. We still have like uh, a text thread, you know, a chain of that we chat on and everything. And uh, and then Entertainment Weekly just released like twenty five top theme songs of the twenty first century, and Crazy X Girl was, was number one, which was crazy to me. Wow. But but yeah, being on set was there was so much play. Mm-hmm. There was so much play. There was so much joy. I mean, we just really had a good time with one another. And yeah, we're just very much a community, which I think uh, in my experience happens more readily with, you know, a lot of uh, actors who got their start in New York, which was, you know, the cast of of Crazy X. A lot Mm -hmm. of those actors, a lot of us were, you know, New York trained actors that then, you know, moved out West. And, you know, when you're working on a play or something like that, there is almost like, I, I don't know, it, it always happens just like organically, you just become this sort of like Insta community, Insta family. And it happens on film sets as well uh, and, and, and t- television sets as well. Um, but sometimes in TV, you know, they can have your schedule so that you just pop in here for a day, you pop in here for a day, you pop in here for a day. And there's not enough time to really get to know people. But I feel like on Crazy X, the scheduling was such that everyone was just always um, around one another, you know, so we really got a chance to to know each other and, you know, to hang out uh, offset and everything. And yeah, just a really, honestly, a fun group of people. Uh, and, you know, speaking of Rachel and Aline, um, our two um, co-creators and showrunners, I owe a lot of my career to them. They were the first people, you know, post 24 to put me on television for more than one episode. Mm. You know, everything before that, they were like, yeah, he's great. Okay, do that one. Never talk to you again, Mm. you know, and then, and then they were like, yeah, yeah, we want to have you back. And then we want to have you do more, you know, and then we want to have you do this big musical number and owe them such a tremendous debt. It did seem from watching it, I was just fascinated because especially as the seasons went on in the show, when you realize like, they're really letting people, everyone have a song. <laughs> like, you know, it's like not, mm-hmm. not in a way that mm-hmm. it felt forced or felt like, oh, why do we care about this? But it was, it felt very like, this is a community. And like you were mentioning, it did have the energy of musical theater and plays. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, you know, you can do a show, like you said, or even a movie, if you have a small part, like you can pop in and pop out and it's fine. You can even do your scenes without the people there. But to do... Sure. Happens the all the musical time. musical scenes where it's like, we need the whole cast. We need everybody dancing. Mm-hmm. We need everybody hitting their... It's like, there's mm-hmm. no way around it. You're like, okay. We're... Yeah, and we, and we got to rehearse. You got to rehearse that yes. stuff. You know, it doesn't just happen. As someone who has been in many things and has done a lot of work, do you have a definition of success? Yeah. Steve Harvey once said, somebody asked him a question like in his audience he'd been like yo steve like how can i get to where you're at like you know how can i be you and steve was like let me tell you something if you're better off now than you was 10 years ago that's success and i agree with that Mm. i agree with that yeah okay yeah look back at yourself 10 years if you're doing better than you were doing 10 years ago that's that's a win that's a tremendous win. That's a good mindset. Also, always try to remember when you wanted what you have now. Mm. You know, that's a great way to put that. It's deep. 
We're doing some real talk today. Yes. Daniel Acker podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you have moments in your career where you've gotten some bad advice? Yes, but not from anyone that was actually in the business. Just from like, you know, like, well, well-meaning family members, you know, you know how it is like extended family, you know, you're, you'll be at the reunion or you'll be at, you know, you know, gathering some party or Thanksgiving or wedding or what have you. You'll be chatting with somebody and they're like, oh, what are you, what are you getting into now? You know, girl, and you'll be like, oh, you know, I'm acting. They're like, oh, acting. Well, you know what you need to do. Well, what, what do I need to do? You need to get yourself a portfolio. And I was like, oh, I, I, mm. I, ugh, I've been doing this for a while and I have, I have never needed that ever, but you know, yeah. and of course you don't say this, you know, cause you want to be respectful and, and, and whatnot, but um, you know, you just kind of nod and smile and you're like, oh, thank you so much. I'll, I'll look into it. And they're like, yes, young man, get yourself a portfolio. And then my, my dad is hilarious. Um, when I first moved out to LA, he was like, did you call Denzel? I said, wait, what? He's like, did you call Denzel? Ask him to be your mentor? And I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure Denzel's busy with other things. <laughs> it's really funny because my dad like really couldn't understand that it wasn't working the way that he said. And, you know, my dad was a military guy. Uh, he's, he's since retired and moved on to other things, but he was in the military for a long time. Mm -hmm. But at one point I was like, well, Barack Obama is technically your boss, right? Well, why don't you invite Barack over for dinner? I mean, he's your boss. Invite your boss to dinner. And he's like, oh, it doesn't really work like that. I was like, aha. Aha. Yeah. But if he did invite him over, you'd be like, I'm sure he has Denzel's number. <laughs> You're right. That could have worked, worked the angle. I'm sure that connection would have worked out. But that is a great, great uh, sure, way. Burl, uh, yeah. let, me, uh, let me get out on my phone for you real quick. Uh, it's right here. <laughs> Uh, here you go. Uh, Denzel uh, Washington. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Also, what was supposed to be in this portfolio? So the portfolio was supposed to have like, I don't know, like a bunch of like jumbo pictures of yourself. And like, I, I, I have no idea. That's the thing. I have no idea. They were like, you know, photographs of your work. And I was like, photographs of my work. Like, you understand I work in like a video medium like yeah, you know, the, the DVD covers yeah yeah I, I didn't I, I just I didn't fully understand that's why I just smiled and, and nodded yeah portfolios are something for like I guess models but also like architects like people yeah come out and like show you their design like yeah I mean, that would be an amazing thing as an actor just like not just a headshot but like here's my portfolio can you imagine walking into an audition with a giant portfolio and, and like a like, big just giant like flat briefcase looking thing yeah laying it in front of the casting and being like here is all my previous work and thank you so much for having me here today here you see some sides for things i've auditioned for in the past <laughs> These are sides from uh, NCIS last week, and uh, these are sides from Grey's Anatomy the week prior. Um. <laughs> if you can talk to casting, they said I did a good job. <laughs> they said that my acting was fair. <laughs> uh, what's nice is when there's bad advice from people not in the business, it's easier to take it with a grain of salt. It's easier sure. to kind of be like, oh, okay, I've talked to people who have just been like, when you get bad advice from people in the business, that's tough to shake. Yeah. Because you start to think like, well, maybe, maybe I do need like that type of headshot mm -hmm. where I'm a doctor.
Mm -hmm. Where do you stand, at least for the idea of, of being rich and famous? That's interesting. I, 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 I want to have enough money to, to like take care of myself, my family, you know, have a nice place to live, you know, have those sort of needs taken care of without worry. And that's sort of like the goal that I'm aiming for. Like uh, everything else is just kind of like icing on the cake, you know? And what about with like fame or notoriety? Uh, I'd like, I'd like for my work to be recognized. Definitely that, you know, um, I don't want to be out here, you know, Kanye and, and, you know, doing that whole thing and wearing. So no plans to run for president is what I'm hearing. No, 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 no. Or, <laughs> okay. or wearing like, you know, full face masks over my head and, and being like, no. this is who I am now, you know, or a paper bag or whatever, you know. No, I, I just yeah. want to, I want to do good work with great people that get seen across the country, across the world. That would be great. And, and the hope is to do art in such a way that it affects change. You know, like, yeah, yeah do some stuff for fun, you know, blow some stuff up, you know, um, that'll be great. That'd be awesome. You know, punch, kick, jump. But, uh, but also there's this one thing that like, one of these actors said years ago, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was James Woods, I'm not sure. Somebody asked him like, you know, why he did like, you know, some movie and he was like, well, I played an abusive husband in such and such movie and this lady wrote me a letter and she was like, your portrayal of that man, let me see that that man was my husband and it convinced me to leave him and walk away from this abusive relationship. And man, that's a win, you know what I mean? That's a win. Yeah. If you can do something that affects change in someone, if you get someone to realize, hey, maybe I've been looking at something the wrong way, or you know, maybe I can, you know, do something different in my life, you know, because of something that they saw at the cinema or on television, that's a win, man. Yeah. You know, the drive to do work so you're recognized by it. Cause for you, fame is not so much just like you're famous because you're burrow. Right. It's nice, right, but right. you want people to to know your work. Yeah. You know the things you've done. I, yeah, I, I stress I, I it's always you don't want to get to the point where like your personal life is more interesting than your work life, in my opinion. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You wanna yeah. you wanna try to to at least at least keep some sort of balance or or you know have the work be more more important than you know what what brand of pop tarts what flavor of pop tarts is burl eating today you know people want to know yeah that's true um all right brings us to the pop tart hour pop tarts are delicious um, by the way yeah they're fantastic said something but maybe just like kind of thrown away but i want to highlight it yeah. the idea that you like you said i want to do good work with great people mm -hmm. which is very interesting mm -hmm. because it highlights the importance of the people you surround yourself with yeah speaking of doing you know good things with great people daniel that's why i said yes to this podcast i think um, you're a wonderful person well, you know not to you. not to like you know but you know just being you know real talk real talk oh, well that is why i asked you to be in it because you are a great person as well you are somebody I also feel, aside from being, you know, in tune with your, your body and a great actor, I've always, when we've, you know, done shows and we've met each other many times, we played board games together. <laughs> I, I was always like, okay, part of Burl's secret sauce is he is a delight to be around. Oh, that's really nice. Like, and which, which is just like, 
not everyone can say that about everyone and not everyone has that skill. Other people bring other things, but I was just like, sure, sure. Okay. Like I can, I can see, you know, the, the snowball effect of the success of Burl of like people start to realize like, yeah, why wouldn't you want this guy around? Um, <laughs> you know, not only is he good at what he does, but it's, it's like, I feel like it was a Tina Fey quote or something where eventually you just realize you just want to hire people you want to see in the hallway uh, and you're you're one of those people sure. that you're just like ah good burl's here like no. so i'm just i'm just you know sending it right back your way sir this guy man this guy <laughs> this guy over here but now I'm, I'm doing that partly because now's the time when we bring out the uh roast comic oh there it is okay <laughs> yeah. okay yeah i get it i get it you're buttering me up Butter, yeah so it's not so tear me down so i get it here comes I get it. uh raz clifford to bring the guest down a peg let's let's bring him out come bring on bring it raz come on. let's go raz come on out raz all right we got burl oh okay <laughs> okay this isn't so bad i i don't mind oh, burl. burl and by that i mean i don't think about him oh god burl is a real rising star and that he's filled with hot air and hopefully he'll burn out real soon. <laughs> okay, everybody listening, if you've never seen Burl perform, let me paint you a picture because watching me paint would be more enjoyable. <laughs> when I saw your dumb mug on that billboard for the movie Happiest Season, I thought this is no reason to be happy. This man gets work, there should be riots. But you know what? I bet you were happy when you got that sweet Raz Burl. Now, do not talk to me when you see me on set. Just walk away fast. Uh, you got it, sir. I will, Whatever you need. I will go shredder on you. Oh, my gosh. Super shredder. I don't care. Whatever nerd stuff you care about. What, turtle soup? Yeah, turtle exactly. Soup. Great. Great. All right. Well, Daniel, please stop having me on talking to these idiots. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Raz. That guy's one of a kind, man. Where'd you find him? Uh, in Cliche Bucket. Cliche Bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found a, a Cliche Bucket up at the Catskills. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. Swimming around in it. Yeah, I hear they have a lot of those up in the Catskills. Mm -hmm. You got to know where to look, though. You got to know where to look. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to know where to look. In the Poconos, you've gone too far. Uh, now, clearly, you're doing what you're meant to be doing. But if not acting, what would be... The career choice or the interest i'd probably be um probably would have gone into graphic design of some kind okay um, that's where you arts. need a portfolio there you go that's where you need it okay that's where you need it you, you do graphic um, design that person would be like you need headshots you'd be like oh you're backwards mm -hmm. uh, anyway so mm -hmm. why why graphic design oh i, I always love you know if not graphic design then you know maybe like um inking drawing art illustrations for like comic books graphic novels etc um I, I really love um drawing mm. you know that's that's my other love i haven't done i got i don't get to do as much of it as i used to but painting drawing inking i don't know there's something about it that's very meditative that's very calming mm -hmm. it's uh really wonderful to look at i mean this not to be that guy, like, uh, I don't want to sound like too, it's nothing more beautiful than looking at a blank canvas and creating art. Um, but no, but in all truth, there is nothing mm -hmm. cooler than looking at something that's blank and being like, all right, what do I want this to be? I don't know what I want this to be. Let's see what 
it wants to be and then you make something you know yeah and it's something that comes out of your imagination and your mind and your body and then you put it onto paper or canvas or whatever you know material you choose to work with it's just something very beautiful about that and do you have a preference do you prefer to paint charcoal watercolors Ooh, i love me some good charcoal mm. uh, if it didn't get your hands so dirty there's got to be a way there's probably i need to go on instagram and like check it out or something or tiktok and check it out there's somebody's probably got like a way to be like if you wear these gloves you will never have charcoal on your hands again you know what i mean i'm sure yeah um, that lady voice that's all over TikTok. But um, yeah, I, I like to work with ink and pencil mm. are two of my favorites. I just like the way that they look when they go together. When you're an all around very artistic human being, oh, singing, acting, dancing, martial arts. I love it, man. Miracle. Ever since I, those are my favorite classes, you know, mm -hmm. coming up in school. It was PE and art, art and PE. I love both of those, my favorites. And now they're the classes that are like, what, gone? Yep. First, first ones to go. <laughs> first ones to go. My favorites. Yep. The reason I went to school. Yeah, I feel like those are, those are lost classes. Or, or they're only in like elementary school. And then eventually they're like, and no more of that. Mm -hmm. No more of that stuff. No more ability uh, Don't to get me wrong. Yourself. Math was fun too. I also liked math okay. like a whole lot because numbers make sense. Yeah. But art and PE were wonderful. Every podcast I do, I make a Marvel reference. I can't believe I haven't made one yet. Oh, especially but, for me, please. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, thank you, math, for allowing Doctor Strange to be able to see the 14 million possibilities um, that they had to defeat Thanos, you know? Yeah. Without math, you don't, you don't get that. Nope. You don't get that. You need those numbers. You need those numbers, guys. You need guys. to crunch the numbers. You need, you need to crunch the numbers. I'm also going to share with you a pandemic highlight oh, please. of mine that, uh, frankly, my girlfriend is growing weary of. She still loves me. She still loves me, but quite, quite weary of it. <laughs> I have found ways just about, it used to be, used to be almost daily and then it was weekly and now it's like monthly. I find a way to wake, work in a Thanos' opening speech from Infinity War into something. For instance, if somebody's like, oh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a Lakers fan. I like the Lakers. If somebody's like, oh, you know, uh, saw Lakers didn't uh, didn't take that game, bro. How do you feel? I know what it's like to lose, to feel so desperately that you're right, but to fail, nonetheless. That's Thanos. That's oh, that's Thanos. I love it. I, I I just open with I know what it's like to lose, and she, yeah, she, she knows where it's heading. Right. I remember after uh, Infinity War, there's like a big group online. I forgot, how, like, let's say like, you know, thousands of members under like a group called like Thanos was right. Mm. <laughs> and it, it just grew. It was like, I don't know, it got to, let's say like 50,000 people were in it. Then all oh, of a gosh. sudden out of nowhere, the person who was running it deleted half the accounts. <laughs> and people got so mad. And I was like, I was just like, what a brilliant long con joke of like getting all these people and then doing exactly what happened, just randomly getting rid of half the people. Look, in man, this group. they should have known. Yeah, it, it was right that there. That was inevitable. Yes, exactly. Balanced as everything should be. <laughs> Perfectly balanced. Yeah. 
as all things should be. All right, we're geeking out. We're, we're nerding out. out. So sorry, we lost. Yeah, bring it back. Back we, on track. We back lost the three back listeners. Track. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Back uh, on track. Back on track. Um, okay, I've been asking everybody. Inevitably, yeah. if you haven't been already, you will be very soon. When you're a guest on a late night talk show, what is a story you'd love to tell? On my Instagram right now, I think I have like actor, gamer, martial artist Keanu's BFF. Because mm -hmm. I um. <clears throat> I met Keanu Reeves once. Um, there was a time right before Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where like, you know, like I said, like, you know, people hadn't really put me on for more than one episode of television. And so I was like, well, I am, I do have these physical abilities. Maybe I should go into stunts. And so I got a wreck um, from one of the stunt guys over at 8711 Productions, uh, you know, to come in and train with them. And they're the guys that do like all the choreography for, you know, The Matrix and John Wick and a lot of the Marvel movies, et cetera, et cetera. You know, some real, really good stunt guys. And the guy that directs the John Wick movies is, is you know, one of the head guys there. You know, and so I walk in, you know, this guy off the street and, you know, and uh, I came there real early. It's like, and he was like, oh yeah, we actually don't train for another hour. And I was like, no problem, man, no problem. So I came back an hour later, I trained with them. I was coming back every day. Like I got the gi and everything, you know, cause we were doing like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So you gotta you know, have the gi so people can do throws on you and everything. And uh, coming pretty regularly, uh, met, met another guy, you know, nice stunt guy. He, he works in the industry, he's doing great things. Um, then one day, uh, one day this really tall guy like comes in and he's, I'm like, is that, is that, is that Keanu? And my other buddy was like, yeah, yeah, it's him. He, he comes in, you know, because we're working on the sequel right now. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. And so the way it works over there is when, you know, people come in, they they step on the mat and introduce themselves to anyone that they don't, you know, recognize or whatever, you know. And so Keanu comes up to me and, you know, sticks out his hand and he's like, uh, hi, I'm Keanu. And I was like, oh, I, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh, I said, um, hi. I'm Keanu. And I was like, oh, hi, hi, I'm Burl. It's nice to meet you. And he was like, it's really nice to meet you too. And the man walked away and I just like looked at my hand and I looked at Keanu and I was like, I gotta make some changes. And I like turned my whole life around. <laughs> it was this very strange moment of like meeting someone that I, I like had admired my entire life, you know, in like, you know, a, a work setting, if you mm -hmm. will. I was just like, this guy's kindness and exuberance and selflessness just sort of like made me want to be a better person. And so I was like, oh, okay. And so I like put those vibes out into the world. And shortly after that, I booked Crazy X, you know, which led to other things, which led to the movie. And, and here we that's are. That's amazing. And so, yeah, that's why Keanu's BFF is on my Instagram. Yeah, that's the that's the power of Keanu. I've heard, he's like the nicest person. I've, I've heard nothing but. Dude, he's, he's really Like, great. it's incredible. He's, he's, he's you yeah. know, showing you, showing people how it's done. Just lead with kindness at all, all times. What are some things you're you're currently working on for the listeners to keep their eyes peeled for? Anything on the horizon? Well, I got some things in the pipeline that I can't talk about just Very yet. Exciting. But um, for all like news and stuff, people should follow me on my Instagram and my Twitter, which is at Burl Mosley. That's B-U-R-L-M-O-S-E-L-E-Y. I do have like this pilot script that I was working on with a buddy of mine before the pandemic. 
that maybe we'll dust off. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things where you're like, you're working on something and then you're like, has the time for this passed? Like, do we live in a different world now? Like, uh, like do any of these themes still make sense? Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? But if, if we do get, get that off the ground, um, I'll let you know. It's very sure. exciting. Well, you know, you can't tell us, keep your eyes peeled for Burl. He'll be popping up, I'm sure. Uh, it's so lovely to have you on the podcast. Thanks again for doing it. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks of for having course. me. It's a pleasure to yeah. be here. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Daniel Acker, and this has been Almost Almost Famous. Thank you.